delivering high-quality, technology-centric podcasts around the world. This is MunchTech.TV, taking a bite out of technology. Hello and welcome to episode 480 of The Two Techies for Saturday, September 14th, 2019. This is the week's most notable talk stories in around an hour or less in podcast form. Take the most notable technology news, discuss it, analyze it, debate it, and leave you for another week. On this week's episode, did Apple's buy innovation only event warn that title? And also from last week, mobile phones, do they have a place in an educational environment? Thank you for joining us on what is 480, the 480th episode, or, well, the second episode in September. Kind of marking nine and a half years of the show, or just over, just under, somewhere in around that. 480 represents, again, in or around that, give or take a few episodes, a few days, weeks, maybe a month or so, whatever it is. Thank you for joining us. It's the only reason why we've done it for the last nine and a half years, because you take the time to do so. So thank you, as always. This week, we had the Apple event, which was titled by invitation only, and some, all, would probably say that that was a little bit of duration. Just a little. In the fact, really see that innovation at all. Maybe go as far to says no innovation. Goodbye to her on in the show. We also have the story from last week, which we didn't get time to cover, which we're going to start off with um, in terms of mobile phones, cell phones in schools. Uh, and is, is there a, a place for them? Because there's an argument. Yes, there's an argument. No. Both, I guess, have points and valid points too. It's an interesting one. I don't know if there's a right or wrong answer for it. Before we do, we go to the quick news before the low hour. Hello. How are we? Pretty good. Yourself? Cannot complain. Well, how long do you have? <laughs> well, I know it is. It normally does. It's true. I, how long do I have? Not very long. Stop. So the long-awaited follow-up that I believe the entire nation has been, world have been waiting with bated breath. That I do not know what you're going to say now. Oh, you know, you know exactly what this thing. Um, I, I don't. We wait with bated breath, and we're not Apple. Uh, we can talk about my sub lines. Oh, no. <laughs> I thought I'd just catch you off surprise just to see. I actually have nothing to say. They've been working fine. I just wanted to see what you'd say. Hmm. Well, you know how to kill the mood, don't you? Spend on that last week too long. Too long. Too long. Yes, that's that's what the feedback was. From listeners. Oh, I didn't tell you that, did I? Sorry. Never mind. Everyone said it was great. Exactly. I think my <laughs> smart blinds are a thrilling invention, and I believe them. Keep believing that. Keep telling yourself that. Tell you what, and then some other things this week. <clears throat> mm. True. That is true. Uh, in terms of this week in tech, there's quite a few events happening in the world. Um, most Adobe will have their earnings call September 17th. Um, Web Expo in Prague. I guess that sounds interesting. Valley on September twenty second. Like really, it for the week. There is more, but I mean, nothing that's really 
least. It's amazing how many are worldwide dedicated to technology every single day, and half of them don't, don't get any of the coverage that they probably deserve. It does speak volumes about the sector. Um, I mean, there's a, mm. there's a common season of anything, and we know that. You can pretty much almost anything, and there's going to be some kind of event or conference for it. But yeah, you're right. Technology is... It feels like daily um, around the world. We are, we are slowly ending conference season, so we'll start less and less. Today. It tends to be most of the summer. But, uh, yeah, I, uh, I'd love to... I don't go to many in the UK, obviously, but I'd actually love to go to some of these that we, we mentioned around the world. It would just be interesting. Not the way different countries... Well, I guess the, the way different countries portray uh, technology and then technology with the, within the event, sorry, would be pretty cool to see. Maybe yeah. that's just me. Yeah. No, it would. It would. I, I think we have sort of a, a, a skew of what technology is to us okay, in, in the US, but and we would also say, well, that is, that's where technology begins and ends, but it's really not. I mean, if you look at the likes of Japan and Tokyo, right, the technology, you, you go to the center of Tokyo and <laughs> light years ahead in ways. And about these in the UK all the time and how it's so far ahead and innovative and so on. Problem is, it, it follows the companies that dominate the market. We, as much as we would love to, to sort of divulge into other smaller more niche kind of difficult to call yourself a technology you don't follow the most prominent of the week and the ones that probably most you could say deserve the coverage and out of 10 times you're talking apple microsoft samsung google facebook twitter big big companies that steal the limelight flip flip side to that is what with you're specifically talking about covering these large companies and whatnot but bearing in mind we live in the western world subscribe to western media and we we live in a world where these western more specifically dominate i think if you other parts of the world i think the story in some ways is very much the same in other ways the story is very different again we live in part of this world so it just happens to be the thing when it's the media i think if you go to to parts of of asia or or a lot of the eastern world i guess um the story may or may not be different. I know there are lots be almost identical and there are lots of countries where it is not. It would actually be fascinating to see. I mean, in China um, have always been... I mean, they, they are one of the biggest single market, obviously, but it's not until recently you've noticed like companies start to put such an emphasis on trying to market to these companies. More specifically, um, China's been a very big focus for the likes of all. Mm. just because it companies that roost over there um and again i think it's uh, over here in the states you know in australia and many many parts of the world apple is a dominant i think you go to places and and it's almost like the flip is uh is certainly not or from what i'm aware of or or the way certain media portrays apple is not a force in countries like that but we digress exactly what we will digress to is the Spotify family plan has been hugely popular among users of the music group since it offers families up to six accounts under one plan price of $14 a month, as does Apple Music equivalent. However, that friends sometimes gang up together to share the spoils of subscribing to Spotify's cheaper family plan, they don't technically live together. 
the streaming service officially the fellow family plan members live in the same household. But Spotify has historically been fairly lax about checking up on where people live, so it's easy to see the appeal. However, according to the streaming service's terms and conditions updated August, family plan users will be expected to share location data quote, from time to time in everyone on the plan is in fact living in the same residence. In-game regulated by gambling laws and so-called loot boxes banned entirely for children, MPs say. The industry's trade body responded that it would review these recommendations with utmost of MPs accused some of the evidence of a lack of honesty and transparency. Free video games often encourage players to buy vices which contain an unspecified amount of proof further games associated with online marketplaces where players can trade or sell these items. The Digital Culture, Media and Sports Committee inquiry into addictive and immersive technologies heard stories of young adults who had built up debts of thousands of pounds or dollars through spending in games. Jagex, the company behind online game RuneScape, admitted players could spend up to £1,000 a week or £5,000 a month. Disney CEO Bob Iger has resigned from Apple's board of directors, Apple said in an SEC filing on Friday. Disney is launching streaming video service Disney Plus on November 12th, which will compete with Apple's Apple TV Plus service, scheduled to become available on November 1st. Iger resigned on September the 10th, the day Apple announced the price and release date for its streaming service. The two streaming services will increasingly come into conflict in the future as both compete for original content. It has been an extraordinary privilege to have served on Apple board for eight years, and I have the utmost respect for Tim Cook, his team at Apple, and for my fellow board members, Iger said in a statement. Apple is one of the world's most admired companies known for the quality and integrity of its products and its people. And I am forever grateful to have served as a member of the company's board. And finally, tills have been reinstalled in an experimental tillless shop opened by supermarket Sainsbury's. It had been totally refurbished to remove the entire checkout area, freeing up shop assistants to help customers on the shop floor. Customers had to scan their groceries to Sainsbury's Pay and Go app, paying for them as they went around the shop. But it resulted in long queues at the help desk as people attempted to pay for their groceries in the traditional way. Sainsbury said it had learned a huge amount from the experiment. So Spotify's family plan, really by Trades Description Act, should be called same house plan. Then, I mean, I know it says in the terms and conditions what they mean, but mm. I mean, I mean, uh, the yeah, words. For some reason, the media decided to absolutely freak out about this this week, and I think there's a few of us sane people going, "What's the problem? One, it's share your location." infrequently or from time to time. It's not like Spotify's coming around and putting a GPS tracker on your foot or something um, to make sure you live in the same household. It's just, it's a family plan. It's always been advertised. It's been in the terms and conditions. It's very clear when you sign up that it is a same household deal. Like they, they They have never hid that. I remember when we signed up, I think we've done it twice now because we had that little Apple music break. When we signed up for the Spotify family plan, when you sign up, it's made very clear to you that the terms and conditions state this is for the same household. Now, it doesn't mean that you can only listen to Spotify in the house, obviously, but it's designed that you are <laughs> you live there. Um, and I think this is fair enough. 
Um, I think I don't. I assume Apple has a very similar terms and conditions. I haven't actually seen anyone make that clear. Um, Apple have obviously got the whole iCloud family sharing things beyond music, and as we've seen to uh, arcade and in TV as well. Uh, take full advantage. There, we all live in the same house, um, so we have both the Spotify family plan. And we use Apple's family sharing thing, and it's great. Um, I guess we have a if out or however you know it works, and I have to get a subscription all of a sudden. Um, can't be run a family subscription forever. It just makes sense. I don't see what the. Mm. I mean, yes, the terms themselves were as described, but I think it's the, the fact that they want location data to be shared. Is do, I, And whilst you could argue that they're just, you're in the same location, could you all something a little bit more sinister going on here? I don't see it. I don't see why Spotify would care. Again, it's, it's listed as from time to time, meaning you're not granting them access all the time. Now, I imagine if they're going to do it, let's say via the app, I imagine we're going to get a pop-up and going to be Spotify would like to know, and you're going to get the you know, the typical iOS options always allow, allow while in use, etc. Um, mm-hmm. Just because I'm sure when it rolls out and that pop-up appears, they'll pick this up again because it will be, oh, Spotify wants to track you all the time, when in reality, the only options they can give a user. Um, I think if they would do, if there was anything nefarious or any, any kind of secondary motive they could gain from this, one, they would have to tell people, I'm sure. I'm sure there are, must be rules and regulations about going, oh yeah, it's just Knowing that you're in the same household, they can't then go, well, I mean, we've also this, that, and the other. Um, but I don't see how radically retrieved information. Spotify, oh, I believe they know, or you can tell them where you live. Uh, you can give them like a, I guess they pull it address, actually. Uh, use your, then they recommend you concerts and, you know, an artist that you follow or in your area doing a concert or something. They already have that kind of information. Mm. And in reality, I can't need any advertising doesn't really work in the same way when it comes to me. I do kind of have to believe Spotify here, and I think it's fair enough. I don't particularly want to give my location data up to any company. But if they've made it clear in their, their TNCs and they're very fully transparent about what they're using it for, if it turns out they are using it for something else, this is an entirely different conversation. Yeah. But um, yeah, if it's just for occasionally going, yeah, you're in the same household, then can't see anything wrong with that. Fair enough. The next one's slightly more serious, in that this is a problem. Bigger problem than, uh, sorry, problem than what might be perceived in that games, commonly ones targeted at younger children, and commonly services that would have a debit or credit card linked up, give youngsters the option to purchase extortionate amount pay extortionate money for very little in return for virtual reward and I actually agree that the whole loot box all pay to get XYZ it does need clamp down on especially when you're marketing to children so from our point of view and from the MP's point of view by the way I fully agree with you um hmm. This is seen as gambling because it's unpredictable. On the flip side of that, as I don't know if this is a worldwide, but 
If you collect match attacks or, okay, you know, if you want cards or Yu-Gi-Oh cards or anything, you know, back in the day, you bought a pack and it was completely random what you got inside. And I think some people are going to attribute loosely these two things being fairly similar. It's, you know, you purchase something without actually knowing what the content buying a specific card, you're purchasing a six, let's say, and it's completely random what you get inside. It's potentially something very similar here. Companies are just kind of going as a virtual version of that, something which we've had a problem with. I think the way we look at it, the way parents look at it, is that often, let's be real, it was our parents that bought those Pokemon or Match Attack cards or whatever when we were kids. Um, they were in full control. We were the ones who were, were screaming and tearing around the shot normally. Um, whereas now, kids are being given iPads or Android tablets or iPhones or whatever from, from the age that they almost get kind of unsupervised access to in-app purchases and things. Something which, you know, over the past decade or so, and there was definitely a spate, I think, probably years ago where it felt like we were seeing so many cases, like every week there was a horror about some kids spending thousands of pounds on a parent's credit card unknown at the time, and then yeah. the news story blame or retrieve the money from Google or whomever it was. And companies have done, I mean, Apple, Google, the distributors of the app, they've done an okay job, but met, I think, least amount of things they had to do, if that makes sense. Um, I know they've put some basic, you know, you can't just keep spending and spending and spending and spending with no ramifications now. It will start asking you for, for nothing. But let's be real. I'm specifically talking about Apple here. I'm assuming it's Google, but I'm not sure. Apple make money off of every in-app is made. Of every mobile get on that free mobile game money. They're not going to make it. They, they don't want to go and fight this too hard um, until the law says that because they are, at the end of the day, making money off of that, which is unfortunate. The other side I want to point out, and this is grinding a lot of gamers gear past few years, is 10, 15, 20 years ago, we used to purchase a video game on a DVD or on a CD, or on a floppy, whatever, whatever medium it was, and that was the game. No, well, you've paid pounds for the game, but actually there's loot boxes inside of it, and, you know, only some of it's unlocked, you've got to pay for more and whatnot. And it's funny how when the store turned up in 2008, and all of us raced to the bottom on prices, both and for games, most games being free, and adverts just weren't cutting it. So the rise of loot is and things you could buy and whatnot. And I think the world generally went, it's a free game, whatever. And then it started things that we're pat creeping into things that, or things we're not only paying a little bit of money for, but we're paying like full game price for. Um, and it started to be things that traditionally would be aimed more kids or, or a large audience with kids, you know, you look at a game like FIFA, the, the, the football game or consoles, that's a full price £60 game, which has, or I believe has things like loot boxes and like cards and like that kind of culture in it. They, we're teaching kids to buy a £60 game and have to pay to play. Re- remind me how that works again. Remind me yeah. how we keep letting these companies get away with that. Yeah. I mean, thousand pound, thousand pound a month. What? <laughs> what? I'm in shape. I'm in back. 
back in 15 years. Um, used to play it with you know friends in primary school and whatnot. That's how old the game is. But um, I don't remember there ever being any way you could transfer real money in. And even if there was, me not remembering that fact shows that it was pushed in your face at the time. Very much remember it as a as a free to play. I sucked at it just because I think I just played it because friends played it. In, you know, it wasn't actually. But um, remembering any kind of well. You gotta pay to get past this level and whatnot. It just feels like every every game you you download nowadays, like it feels like oh, where's the ulterior motive? Oh, there it is. And that's one of the interesting things about Apple Aid is I believe this is Apple are very much making this a. There's no in-app purchase. There's no purchase because it's in the subscription thing. These games are you pay the subscription, you get the games. There's nothing else. I think is like all of a sudden it's going to be a really tempting offer because of things like this, and especially for. Pay- you can buy an arcade subscription and new games are being added all the time and you don't have to worry about your kids you know thousands of pounds worth of bills in them a month that makes sense mm. not not conducive and i don't think it's yeah i mean it's the company's money and horror stories of parents trying to rip that money when an accidental spend was made by a child as if the companies are doing anything to assist in the recovery of that money. They, they're making money from it, they're happy enough, and that's why they're not changing anything. Intend to let that be, which is a real shame. So I think, yeah, there needs to be more regulation, there needs to be more bodies, rather than just simply leaving it. Um, because essentially that's what a loophole for companies to make money, in, in some respects. Um, Disney CEO resigning from Apple's, which is, I mean, there's a bit of a conflict tonight because there's a bit of thing. So I guess that makes sense. That's keeping things sort of separate. And I don't think there's any ulterior. It is what it is. And did it for the reasons he said, or which would be, would be legitimate reasons. Yeah. This is very, I believe when Eric Schmidt left the board, when Google started dealing with and whatnot, it's just been- you know, Massive. it is genuine contrast at that point. So, sounds very amicable. Uh, as reading, you know, stocks of both companies remained unchanged, which is yeah. always a good a good sign. Just that's to say on the way out, um, it, it makes sense if if they're both launching a streaming service within two weeks of each other. Then, unfortunately, um, there's a there is a genuine conflict of interest between the two. Nothing. I don't think there's anything more to read into this. It really is of interest. And then finally, Sainsbury's Till stores. I have Tills reinstalled. <laughs> so we're not quite ready. We're not quite there yet. Move. It's funny the reason. Yeah, and it's funny the reasoning behind removing them. The spritz with you. <laughs> um, yeah, it shows a lot about, I guess, mentality that's ingrained in us. And especially when it comes to retail, it's like, it's why we've all. I don't know if this is a worldwide thing, but in Britain, we've always struggled with Apple stores because there's no, there's no single to purchase and no single to queue. And if there's one thing the British love to do, it's queue. We form an orderly queue at any given opti. Oh, I see the uh, water fountain is taken at work. Better form a queue. Uh, same with shopping. Same with literally anything. A queue. Um, so when it comes to the Apple store and it's like aimlessly wandering around the shop, like I'm trying to give you my money. Um, this Sainsbury's felt like, what well, feels like a, 
good idea. Um, it's very similar, I guess, more low tech to the idea that Amazon have been. Uh, Sam mm. Sheffer on YouTube, actually, I think an, an Amazon goes opened up in New York, and he did a video on that. And it's like it's super to just pick up some items, and it gets it exactly right. It knows exactly what you picked up. You walked in, you walked out again, and it charged, which is just nuts. I was watching you. Um, yeah, so Sainsbury's were going for a slightly more uh, low-tech option. It's actually very similar. I don't know if more stores do it, but when I've been to Tesco's, you can pick up a scanner. You scan as you go around the shop, and then you know you, you just kind of pay at the end of the shop at like a thing, but it's like your full weekly shop, um, which I think is a kind of a halfway house, pretty neat idea. But um, yeah, it kind of sounds like the Sainsbury's idea just would have worked better had it been in in respect. So, what what do you mean? Well, I mean, if if they're saying it just resulted to the to that, well, then it feels to be made clearer how we use the system. Uh, there could be two things. There could be a reluctance, or it could be unclear instructions. You're right. Probably a bit of both. But you'll always have people who don't either want to or understand how to, which is fine. With a smartphone, then what do you do? I mean, I know it's a very... Well, rich shop. Device, you know, was it on your phone? Or did they yeah. have... I'm yeah, sure yeah, they yeah. had... Yeah. Yeah. Sainsbury's pay, that's how you... Ah, uh, okay, right, fair You enough. scan the groceries, you, and then you pay for them as they went. I assume that means you pay for them kind of as you leave. There's some kind of checkout process within the app still because you know how it is. You pick something up in the store and you don't want to pay for it. You're going, ah, bugger, I need something else instead. But, uh, yeah, I mean, this is still going to be, this is still the future. Um, we are going to live in a world with a need for checkout tools, or certainly for so many. We're already seeing it now. More and more stores, self-checkouts have, go, have gone from two tills to six to eight. Um, and like I say, Tesco bringing in that kind of self-scan hardware that you take around and, and deal with yourself. Allowing you to do a full weekly shop instead of just your basket of stuff. Um, and Amazon obviously trolling their stuff more and more. I'm going to see it more and more. Unfortunately, because don't necessarily have to have any staff on. Um, or they can better allocate those staff. Staff can be spend more time restocking shelves, which means more things for people to buy. Um, yeah. And there's lots of data you could get, you know. Lots of people are scanning items in aisle two, but not necessarily in aisle six. Well, you can go, okay, what's between these two? And there's, there's lots of gather, you know, to, to, to advertise things better, to, to position things better. Just won't get at the moment. Yeah, with traditional systems. Hmm. Interesting. I don't think we're quite there yet. Regardless of Amazon's potential entry to the barrier or to the market. Right, just under half of UK parents, 49%, think their child's school should ban mobile phones. Survey by price comparison site Uswitch. One in eight per school had already done so. Just over a third were surveyed, suggested that the average value of gadgets taken to school by each child was £301. Uh, last year, the then Culture Secretary Mike, or Matt Hannock, Hancock, sorry, hired schools that had enforced bans. Now, in France, I think I recall from previous stories on uh, previous, did back to quite some now, but France have a blanket ban, don't they? I'm nearly sure. I Check mean, that. I don't know what you think, but as they should, 
it's re- the kids with phones, I think nowadays, or kids with smartphones is ridiculous. And kids with that value of phones is completely ridiculous in my eyes. To school, or, okay, I don't know about you, for you, but certainly when I went to school, if you had a phone, that was like you were the cool kid on the playground. And most of the time, that phone was like a super basic. Can do you remember the candy bar phones as we called them? Um, it was a candy bar phone, and it was, it was probably pay as you go, and it was just popped up for when you walked. It was an emergency. That was it. It was it was just designed to be an emergency phone. Also, contact you or vice versa. Traditionally, in special situations, I remember when one of my friends, one of our one of the brought his dad's Nokia N5 in. And that was like, wow. Like, watch a video on it. It's like, wow. And like now, you know, this week, I, I, um, on holiday for some week, and I went for a walk around town and my old school is right there, um, secondary school. And as I walk in to get coffee, you know, kids going the other way. And it's like, I'm looking at kids that are buried in their smartphone. They've got their AirPods in. It's like this is a different world. Like you, you, I mean, smartphones didn't exist when I went to. Uh, you know, they were. I would say they were really expensive when I went to secondary school. Really expensive. They're even more expensive. Um, yeah. And so I just could not imagine being. You know, we used to. You know, you'd leave your blazers somewhere and you'd go and you know play football, whatever you do. As you can imagine, me, a keen, keen footballer. <clears throat> Um, but you just leave this stuff around. You, whatever primary school rough and tumble, you know you're on the climb. Yeah, you can't imagine having to worry about or being like as old and having to worry about a five hundred pound phone in your pocket. That's just nuts. Um, and I think it, it must different think the leave uses that that parents would nowadays. Um, I just don't think have. I mean, I don't have to. You know, I'm not going to pretend like I know anything, but um. I just don't think kids should have smartphones. Kids should have phones or a phone of some kind um, because, unfortunately, we live in a world where emergency situations happen. Uh, and I, I, I totally understand that. I just, I just don't agree with the, you know, kids having smartphones and these kids and not, don't even meet the right age limits for social media and yet they're on there. It's just nuts. It's, it's a tough one. Because if, if you think about it, so there's this sense of security with them. Is it a false sense of security? No, probably not. Because, I, well, you could use the argument years ago that mobile phones didn't exist. School kids got on just fine. However, we live in an age are whether or not life is worse, quote, than what it was, I can't, can't testify. But there is a, a sense of security somewhere by being able to contact someone need to. And all of a sudden, banning those devices from a school environment means that you potentially contact someone. And, and you could use it, well, we'll contact the school if you need to contact your child. Well, what about when they're going to school? Devil's advocate here, I'm not saying yes or no for them, but I so. reasons why there isn't, and there's so many. You can talk about safety, communication, kids sort of feeling involved. The fact that technology in education is fantastic and does a lot to help. The other side is technology can education. It can create an atmosphere environment of well, the, the iPhone 11 Pro on pre-order and you're using that iPhone 5. Wow, you're kind. Or you're using that that's not even a smartphone. You know, so, um, 
There's distraction elements. There's cyberbullying elements. There's so many reasons why they shouldn't be in a school. That's the question. This is becoming less than a technology show in this case, but are you preparing a child for the future, for their future life, for their adult life, if you take away to prevent them from using it? Is that not just avoiding an issue? I d- when I read that, that's to quite possibly be the most bonkers thing I've read all week. It's like, oh, sorry, what? We're worried about preparing our kids for that we don't teach our kids basic things like finance and tax and, you know, basic necessities that we're all from school knowing, expected to, to, to learn, but we're conscious about them not being able to use... Tw- Sorry, what? <laughs> not you, no, more the fact of when and when you can and when you can't use a device like that. You know, social circumstances, for example, you know, knowing... Right, okay, well, do you get what I mean? Yeah, do they? <laughs> kids like... Check in Twitter and Instagram, or you know, it's there. Because when we were kids, it's exactly what we would have done. Um, and I think the problem is this stuff feeds into the classroom as well, doesn't it? Um, and you brought up a very good point about kids are already picked on for so many reasons now. I feel like adding another reason, yet another reason, what phone you have, phone you have, etc., etc., is just not something. It's not pressure that kids need. Um, going to school should be for many kids it's not and I think adding something to that that could put that element I can't say I agree with back to my argument earlier about I died the place but I do understand the idea of a mobile phone having a place the flip side is you can't ban one without banning the other which you need is kind of an all or nothing principle I hate to bring it up but you were making the point about, you know, when our parents went to school, they didn't have... I think it's when we went to school, we didn't have... I we would say kind the world... Of exactly. I, I, mobile phones did start to appear. There's no denying that. But we went to pro and, you know, all the early years of secondary school. Why would you have a phone? I think I had, like, a... Well, not... The cake probably sat in my... Blazer pocket. I think I then like the K eight hundred became available. These are all like the cheapest chips candy bar phones at the time. I think the K eight hundred I have. I think in around some. It's like plastered in ink because I distinctly remember my fountain pen pocket exploding everywhere, <laughs> which was a uh, was not not a great day, especially when they were chipped. Obviously, mm. um, like phones get abused in schools, don't they? And you know, I did engineering and DT, and the phones were smartphones were absolutely destroyed. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, uh, I'm the, uh, the giving parents a, a bit of peace of, uh, peace of mind. Um, totally understand that. Like, we do uh, a concern nowadays, at least in some areas. Um, and I think giving our kids kind of a way out almost of emergency situations is fantastic. Um, when you go past looking at the safety elements of it, look at reality is kids have smartphones and they go down social media. And like, like I think I said a minute ago about it bleeding into the classroom. Are teachers struggling more to get the kids to stop using it? And there's like a million branches and a million arguments you can and whatnot. It's a tricky one. So this survey suggests that the average cost of gadgets taken rising Extrapolating across the total population of UK students, gadgets taken into schools in 23 billion phones than their parents, and in total, 
adults are spending every year on phone bills by their offspring. So there is there is an understanding, and it's reasonable to expect that parents get concerned about their children being distracted by mobile phones in school. It's not exactly straightforward. So children are very likely to, to use a whole range of when the end world of work. School is one place where they should be able to learn about that in a safe environment. In addition, many parents want to, to contact their children in emergencies, find out if they're able to, you know, peer at home at the usual time, using an app, whatever. The, yeah, so, I mean, there really is a, a black and white argument here. And you can go the other way, as, as I said, and I'm, I'm not agreeing with either at the moment. Says, you know, according to Paul Hard Jones, who's a professor from neuroscience or an education at the University of Bristol, he says if school and education is, then learning how to use your mobile phone when it's appropriate, when it's not appropriate, is very important to learn to self regulate They're not being given the opportunity to do that. Phones are taken away at the start of the day. I, I agree with that as well. I know where the happy medium is. I don't know quite where to get it right. It's an interesting one. It's thought provoking. I don't think there's a right or wrong answer, but I think there is a problem. Numerous problems. Just how you solve it. I don't have that answer, unfortunately. I don't think a blanket ban is the answer, but I don't think a lax policy is very difficult. Very difficult. Speaking of phones, Apple brought out a few new ones, or announced a few new ones. Uh, The iPhone 11, which... Underwhelming, would you say that, Aaron? I mean, I think we've said this before. What can Apple do to really make anyone gasp at this point. Not a lot. I think the phones are everything we expected the phones to be. Uh, We've known what the cases are going to look like for months now. Uh, I don't think anyone expected anything else. I think, and you alluded to it earlier, what everyone has a problem with is innovation. Mm. And we came out of the event, and I do have one follow-up after this. We came out of the event did did um did we miss something? Is there a surprise? Um, now, any of us felt that I actually got up three quarters of the way through and uh, something in the shed, and I said to my dad, "Let me know if anything happens," and nothing happened. Mm-hmm. Um, I rewatched the end of it, and Apple just went into a bit about the store and then ended, and it was weird. Um. The G the iOS thirteen gold masters come out after that. By the way, something weird with that. The iOS thirteen thirteen is going to launch next week with the iPhone eleven, I believe. And then thirteen is arriving before the end of the month, the week later, a week and a half later, whatever it is. Build. But with the GM has come some. Actual, would you say I don't know releases. Um. Things to indicate that actually name by innovation only actually have been uh, straight as the GMs came out of developers kind of dove in as, as they always do and found references a lot of AR headset stuff. Now, the, obviously, the augmented that we've kind of hangs of Apple working on something for a long time. We lump it in the same Apple car. Um, you know, it's something like that is being worked on, obviously, but that, that's about it. It's just a guess. Um, but there was some actual documentation, readme files left in there, you know, of how developers can actual headset like that. The fact that it's left in the Goldmaster kind of, it, it feels like a mistake. 
But it also feels like they must have pulled the lineup hours, days, like very, very recently. Otherwise, you'd cut stuff out of the GM. Either it's a massive coincidence that the gold mar- that got left in the Goldmaster location that actually the event was set up to be something else. There really was meant to be more thing and a, a, a kind of a warrant to the name by innovation only. But uh, we didn't end up getting that. I don't know. If, I guess we should go over uh, what we did get. If you want to kick off. Well, essentially, uh, we got what we expected, which wasn't a lot. There was a watch. I was just about to go, and everyone, see you next week. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Eventually, really, what we're seeing, or essentially, is Apple at a a slight plateau. Should we call it that? Um, Is that a nice way of putting it? The devices, the devices they have left, they've culled a load of devices. The devices they have, we've spoken about and this goes for the other company in the industry as well. Normally, like year-on-year stuff, like camera, again, camera's got better, it got faster, it got a little bit better, like super minute stuff. Because that's all they can do. We got a new iPad, which I think is pretty cool. Um, a new 10.2-inch iPad smart connector. I think on that, it's the same. I think it's got a slightly updated chip. Um, it's still too... I believe is the A10 Fusion chip inside it. No word on whether it's the unlaminated display um, versus the 10.5-inch iPad. Welcome to the confusing lineup again. Which has an A12 Bionic. It's the same chip. The last in it, I think. And it's a dis- I'm not sure if it's the one that still might be pro only. But again, cool to see. 300... Which is nuts, education education price. Um, that's a big thing. Um, the iPad getting cheaper, the iPad staying at the cheap pricing level. It truly is like Android device manufacturers probably just might as well give up now, to be honest, because there is just this and Apple have every single price point in that market called suites for kind of people just getting into the iPad. And then it goes all the way up to, to people who want a lot more, and that's what the pro suits. Um, it was a small update. I don't think any of us actually were expecting any iPad news, considering months ago since we got the new Air. So that was in with going through Arcade and Apple TV Plus. We've got a launch date. Arcade comes on September the nineteenth, five dollars a month, and I believe that's family show. Um, and Apple TV Plus launches November first for four ninety nine as well a month with family sharing. Cool thing is. I think it's a very interesting ploy. It's actually kind of working for them. Now, if you buy a iPad or Apple TV, you will get a one year. And I laughed at first because I thought that's hilarious. What, like all the shady uh, cable companies do. And then we were like, yeah, we should probably upgrade the Apple TV in the, uh, in the kitchen. And now we'll get one year for free. So it worked instantly, even mm. with us, even after I laughed at it. Um, it may work. I think that the, the only, I don't know what you think, but the device that actually interested me on the day was the Apple Watch. Um, we got the Series 5 watch now with the always display, which is something I've been asking for since day one. I saw a bunch of people that got better battery life, thank you. I believe they're thicker, wider, taller, and heavier, I believe. 
um, which means the camera bump is less, but they've been able to put batteries in it, giving it better battery. The Series 5 has exactly the same battery life rating as the Series 4. Forget the fact that the screen is always on, which means the fact they've got exactly the same battery life out of it is nuts. Um, mm. Apple have done some very clever stuff with the display, um, and it can variably adjust its refresh rate. So if you're looking at it, let's say you have a second hand on screen, if you're looking at it, that second hand screen is live as soon as you, mine or your watch, would turn off. Uh, it kind of goes to this, I guess, power saving mode where it dims slightly. It's still off, but it'll, slightly, it'll turn things like second hands off, which means instead of having to refresh the display once a second, it can refresh the display once a minute. Um, obviously, aided massively by. Um, I think that was a really. Uh, I felt inevitable at this point. It feels like that will be okay. We've got always on. Now, can we have day back life? Now, can we have sleep tracking? Because. Let's be honest, I think sleep tracking was something we, we expected. Their purchase of the company, I think, a year or two ago. Um, it was kind of one of the rumors we thought going into it. But yeah, watch was one of the more interesting things. Um, the phone, they did exactly what And they've got 11, 11 Pro, and 11 Pro Max. I have no issue with the simplifying lineup. I think the difference between 10R and 10S was confusing. Just call every. Not a huge fan of the Pro Max um, name at all, um, but hey, um, don't some understand it. They're, they're pitching the Pro. I mean, they you know we spoke about this last week. They're just Apple have been using Pro either like on some devices it means something, and then this is just a marketing name. This is second um, camera, which is pretty. Cool. Both phones now have a wide lens. Sorry, I believe. Um, so the iPhone 11. Which has gone from one lens to two lenses. Um, and the 11, or the 10S has now become the 11 Pro. And that's gone from two lenses to three lenses. I believe both the 11 and the 11 Pro, one of those is an ultra wide lens. Um, so the camera app now has like a naught point. So you know, you've got the one and then the two at the moment. Mm. Um, it'll now have 0.5 back out massively, which is huge, I think. Um, Apple also introducing something called night mode, basically just copied Google on this one, which I think is something everyone said they should do, um, improving photos taken in the dark. Um, I don't think Apple have done a whole the camera sensors inside to achieve that. I believe most of it's being achieved by software. Um, as you know, if you leave the aperture open, you let more light in, darker photos can appear brighter. Downside is if you move, you get a huge amount of Apple are doing very other things where they, they're taking, I believe don't quote me on this, but I believe it's like a series of shots and you know, the, the, the CPU and the software inside is stitching lots of photos together to try and get a, an unblurry photo, I imagine. Um, something Apple have been doing for a little while in various number of, of settings. Other than that, not really a whole lot to share. You got a better screen, you like the standard stuff, better GPU, better stuff that we get every year. Um, and then the event was over. <laughs> it was just like we were all sat there going, huh? I think something? the fact of the matter is, it's not difficult to realize that, yeah, or thing is, when Apple phone, Samsung do the exact same, and vice versa. And that's just the way it works. It's not copying the other, it's just the making a product which is 
as current as it can be. Now, at this point in time, there isn't an awful lot either company owns. The press and innovation only. I mean, it's there was no innovation. Improved the battery, put another camera on it, and charged an awful amount of money for it. I don't see an awful amount of innovation, and I'm not saying, "Oh, Apple, you should have done better." But, but don't boast about something you haven't really done. Just, just poor marketing, in my opinion. I'm not saying Apple should have done because they couldn't do. There wasn't much they could do. You know, the phone can only be as like can only have as good of a back to Z. They have to see a feature for next time, and for certain things they can do. Plus the 5G, which other carrier or phone manufacturers already have, it almost fails are waiting to drip that out in the 12, which is going to be more than likely a more major release, as well as USB-C as well. Just feels like bluffed their way through the event. The Asian only, kind of preface everything, it sounds like there was definitely meant to be something. In mind, that name was set we go. Mm. So if they were like, we're going to do AR, it's going to be the one more thing, boom. 24 hours before long it was, it's not ready, it can't be shown, whatever. They can't change the name of the event all of a sudden because it looks suspicious. I truly like to believe there was something else. Like I say, the iOS 13 Goldmasters lever, there was actually meant to be something. It sounds like the end of the event was like put together last minute, um, which is why the event felt slightly shorter, I think, as well. And Apple kind of... It was a little bit weird halfway through going over things twice. Um, it kind of felt like the event could be about 45 minutes otherwise. Um, so like I say, thing points towards there should be something out. That I know comes off as super fanboyish and we like for Apple. Not trying to, just it's, it's very un-Apple-like to go, yeah, we're going to innovation and this, that and the other. Like have the worst announcement years type thing. Mm. Not Apple. That's not Apple of past. Apple have normally always relayed title things loosely with the event. Um, and I don't even think Apple themselves would call the iPhone 11 innovative. One thing I would say to your price thing is make it slightly cheaper. If you live in the US and UK price expensive. Although, <laughs> I don't we paid, so for mine and your 128 gig at the time when they were new, I believe that 800 and something i want to say like 839 or something mm. and since then we've been complaining that these are too expensive well i have news for you the iphone 11 128 gigabytes now comes in at 779 pounds so we've now got to the point where we can buy an equivalent for cheaper than we purchased now <laughs> i think it's pretty cool um they they made the phones cheaper they they start I think the starts either five nine nine or six nine nine. I can't remember. Um, I think it's six nine nine, uh, and there are a few variations. The eleven. So they did this weird thing with U.S. pricing. So U.S. nine nine nine, I think. And traditionally, that meant in the UK it would be nine hundred ninety nine pounds. Whereas now, I think did it, it, it was never really a direct convert. Oh yeah, it was never a direct conversion. It was always just the same. And but yeah, sorry, I'm I'm a million miles away. Yeah. Obviously, a, you include the in things. Um, fair enough. But I now believe it's nine hundred US dollars or one thousand and forty nine pounds, which is like, sorry, what? <laughs> so now the pricing structure is all a bit up, up the wazoo slightly. They're allowing for some volatility in the. Oh yeah, because I'm sure their margins are so tight. That <laughs> yeah, they, that they uh, have to they allow for that. that. <laughs> yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. But yeah, I'm really with you. Um, 
felt like a really weird event. I don't know if you watched the keynote at all. It was just odd. Um, so, and it wasn't, yeah, there was, it, it was a little bit disjointed for Apple, in exactly. my opinion. It, it, like, it felt like they were trying to stretch it out slightly. Like I say, the, the like going spice, like repeating, especially when it came to the phones, it was like weird. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, whilst that's a theory, could be credible. I I don't know. It's difficult. It credible or it could just they genuinely thought they were in, because it's it's known to be able to use that term regardless of what they've brought out. They just see themselves as innovative. I love the way with uh, events you can actually play Apple event bingo. Like Tim Cook will say good morning in that you know good morning. Um, <laughs> He will do his, he'll put his Heather and kind of nod and do the thank you, thank you, thank you. Mm. Um, he, we think you're gonna love it. Um, they'll say the word awesome a lot. Like there is these like, bingo, bing, it's relative check. Um, it's funny, I, you become so, uh, I did notice someone the other day, it's, it's, I think it's just a, a mark of the two different people. Watching back some of the old Steve Jobs keynotes, as a side note. It's funny, it's like, Apple is truly the only company in the world where you actually actively go back and watch events just because of it. Um, Steve used to, I, I think because he's more product person, I noticed like a difference between nowadays and then. He used to present things. He always used to obviously Apple to present things, but he would introduce new devices. He would integrate, like, he spoke about things, he demoed things. And I noticed more I'm going to welcome everyone to the stage and I'm going to hand straight off and I'm going to come back yeah. and I'm going to introduce yeah. hand straight off. And there was no product demos and, you know, just very presenting. And I think that's fine. I just thought it was, that was worth noting. Mm. Another thing that was weird, product demos, um, something, but I guess it's like, how else can they show you an always on screen? How else can they show you a wide angle lens? Because if you <laughs> boil it down, that's all that's different. Yeah. Yay. They're still going to sell in droves, obviously. Yep. Thinking of that. Pre-orders yesterday. Um, I checked 